your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app today to join me this week to talk about the Calgary Flames, the NHL playoffs, you name it. Locker Room has it, and Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. Coming up today, we are going to break down the next 10 games of this season, and my God, this is where things get messy, as if they weren't messy enough last episode and of course we will wrap up with a an evaluation of this next segment of games but before we do that please make sure you are subscribed and following locked on flames wherever you listen to us and of course make sure you're following me on twitter and you can find me at jess belmosto and uh i post a lot of great reaction pictures so you know you know, let's just get into it. (laughs) But, oh boy, you know, we talked about the overtime loss against Toronto last episode, and now we're going to talk about the 5-1 loss to Ottawa. And this was Lucic's sixth goal of the season. And something about this road trip was that Brad Tree Living was there. And you know, general managers don't usually just travel to games unless they're doing some scouting, unless they're figuring something out. And especially during a global pandemic, we really didn't see GMs traveling a lot. You know, I think that it was, uh, you know, a little bit of a rare occasion. So everybody kind of knew that this was do or die time for Daryl uh, Daryl Sutter. Nope, Jeff Ward and whoever was next in line, uh, probably was waiting and we didn't really know what the flames plans were but this five to one loss what oh no i'm sorry it was six to one loss uh was not the final straw and in fact you know the flames went on to win the next game six to three so you know jeff ward probably like oh okay you know we're doing all right there it's all right thanks guys for coming up big for me i'm sure they did not come up big for you i'm sure ottawa just didn't play that well considering uh you know they scored six goals. Uh, Valimaki earned his first of the season. Michael Backlund, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monahan, Andrew Mangiapane again. And would you look at that? Matthew Kachuk scored. And that's just kind of showing you the variety and variation of how that offense was working that night. And the next game was a fat loss to Ottawa again. And... <laughs> Uh, Sorry, so this was actually Lucic's sixth goal. The one I mentioned earlier was his fifth goal. And my God, that was not the end of it. But you know what? The next game would be. Who would have thought that after a 7-3 win where Brett Ritchie notches his first, Dylan Dubé has a hat trick, Sean Monaghan's back on the board, and Derek Ryan returns from injury in his first game back and scores would be the game that gets Jeff Ward fired. I certainly didn't expect it, certainly not after a huge win like that, but, you know, 
you win some, you lose some. And that night just happened to be a big win. And I'm sure that things kind of aligned with what we know now with Daryl Sutter being, you know, (laughs) recalled from the farm to come coach this team. And, you know, Jeff Ward was, was out. He was out of a job. And I think that things were in a way being played close to how he expected them back in 2011 when the Bruins won the championship. And we kind of saw that when he was favoring Lucic and things were just kind of heavily relying on a third, fourth line grinder when there were much bigger adjustments that needed to be made. So like I said, Jeff Ward's fired. It was like one o'clock in the morning, I think, on the East Coast when it happened. And I just remember sitting there and being like, what? <laughs> My friend texted me. I was half asleep, and it was just a little little confusing. <laughs> but unfortunately, that would not be the turn of the page for Calgary. They would go on to lose 3-2 to two in, or sorry, against Edmonton. And Noah Hannafin scored his first of the season that game. So 25 games into the season, and Johnny Gaudreau scored as well. And something you, you're going to notice here when we talk about the second half of this group is that there there was something going on between Gaudreau and Mane. Sorry, Gaudreau and Hannafin, not like between them, but they were they got heavy into the scoring game, and you know it's something you just love to see. But coming up next, of course, we have our wonderful wonderful second half of you know those last five games against Ottawa Montreal and Edmonton that we're going to talk about and Daryl Sutter coming in to take over as head coach but we can't get too ahead of ourselves here because we have to talk about locker room you guys know that I mentioned at the start of the episode that you can catch us on there at the uh, you know, probably tomorrow we're going to jump on, talk some b- hockey, lottery, draft picks, things like that. And it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and rumors. And you can even find all the Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL channels. And I will be here for you to, you know, to listen to. But go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams, and I cannot wait to talk with y'all. And make sure you're following me on there at Jess Belmosto, so you know when our locker room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. And Built Bar. I actually got an order from Built Bar in the mail today, and everybody in the Lockdown group chat was talking about how their order was here, and they were so excited. So I was looking forward to it. And of course, you know, I bit right into one of them, and I just, you know, you absolutely love to start your day or interrupt your day with a great tasting sweet snack. And of course, Built Bar is there for you. 
And Built Bar has amazing flavors that are fantastic to obviously eat, but they're healthy too. And as somebody who does have to watch what they put into their body, uh, Built Bar is perfect for me. And they only have about four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. And most of the bars are only 130 calories with 170 grams of protein. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. And make sure you go to builtbar.com to use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. This season is so chaotic. Now that I'm looking at it, this team never deserved to make the playoffs. They were so sporadic and inconsistent, and they could not... They, they would have been demolished. Like, the only way the Leafs would have gotten out of the first round is if they played the Flames. Like, there is not a doubt in my mind. And, of course, you know, we all said that about the Habs. And, uh, no, like, the Flames are just a far worse team. And I'm sorry. (laughs) I am very sorry. But, you know, let's take a look at game 26. And that was a shootout loss against Ottawa. And uh, 4-3, Mark Giordano, Johnny Gaudreau again, and Noah Hannafin. So that's two goals in two games for those two which is great. I think that Noah Hannafin is one of those players that obviously, you know, his main focus and main priority is the blue line. There is no doubt that that is his main priority. (laughs) And he really has grown as a player. And I think that, you know, obviously there, people give they give him a lot of flack because, you know, oh, we gave up Dougie Hamilton for him and Dougie Hamilton's doing so well in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But you also got Elias Lindholm, who is a top-line center, obviously, who is just fantastic. He is he has a great 200-foot game, and in a few years, he could probably earn a Selkie nomination, without a doubt, in my mind. And I hope that I can come back to this episode and... Uh, be right but in it's just it is what it is but now Daryl Sutter has officially cleared quarantine he has officially entered the Flames team bubble and he leads the team to three straight wins two against Montreal and one over Edmonton and Josh Levo had two goals in one game which you didn't really expect from him considering he went I believe it was 20 uh, let's see it was 20 something games without a goal <laughs> and it's just not what you expect from Josh Levo and then Sean Monahan not just two goals with Michael Backlund. And you just, you love to see it. I think that it's really like starting to come together. They're feeling the shift in the energy in the room and, you know, a leader, somebody who wants them to work harder. Daryl Sutter's first practice, they had them doing bag skates and really working on that conditioning, working on their speed. He made adjustments to their time on ice and tried to get them into shape at this somewhat halfway point of the season now do I think any of this was sustainable 
In a shortened season, looking back at it, no. In an 82-game season, sure. I think that, you know, there could have been a real push for the playoffs had they come back and tightened it up and got into shape during the season, which obviously is not ideal. But your next win is a 4-3 win over Edmonton. You love winning against Edmonton. You love winning in general, but when you can string three wins together, especially one of those being a high score, high, higher scoring game against Edmonton, fantastic. Also, the first game against Montreal was their season lowest allowed shots, and they only allowed 18 shots on goal. Sorry, I just randomly remembered that. But this 4-3 win over Edmonton's huge, obviously, and it, Noah Hannafin scored again, and so did Mangiapane. Dubé, who, you're, who had a uh, career high, I believe career high, uh, 11 goals this season. So he's really starting to form into this offensive uh, you know, presence. He's... There's something clicking there with him. And obviously, Elias Lindholm scored again. You know, surprise, surprise. Elias Lindholm is one of the most underrated Flames players. People are always packaging him up in trades, and that absolutely blows my mind. You know, I saw somebody say Monaghan, a first-round pick, and Lindholm for Jack Eichel. And I'm like, what are you doing? That is absolutely asinine for so many reasons. But to give away Elias Lindholm, your top line center who is making like next to nothing is ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but no one is going to take Sean Monaghan who is having his fourth or fifth surgery in three years. It's just not, it's not happening. (laughs) And of course, we're going to wrap up the... 10th game against Edmonton with a 7-3 loss. Again, a baseball score. Something you hate to see and something that does not happen in Daryl Sutter hockey. And Elias Lindholm scores again. Same with Gaudreau and Michael Backlund. So that kind of wraps it up for those I don't even, I, I would say like the first half of the season, but it's not exactly the first half of the season. I really wish that I could, um, you know, go back in time and tell myself, you know, you are being way too positive. You have far too much optimism for this team who is the poster child of mediocre middle of the road hockey. And unfortunately, you can't win anything when you are middle of the road and you're not going to be able to lose games and get those higher draft picks with middle of the road hockey unfortunately that just doesn't happen so the flames really have a choice to step up or step out and coming up next we will kind of wrap up today's episode and preview a bit of tomorrow's. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online AG. Head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for your free account and get that 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit and put locked on in that promo code section. Locked on will give you that 50% welcome bonus. So don't skim over it. Don't skip out on it. Oh, it's just a promo code. No, you get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up with 
your first deposit and use that promo code locked on. So like I said, head on over to Bet Online AG today, start making bets, start winning money, losing money, do whatever you need to do. Have fun, be responsible, and of course, once you start winning money, you can start investing that with Wealthfront. Wealthfront is responsible for over $20 billion in assets, and they make it so easy to invest and start growing your savings, and all you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Weatherfront do the work for you. I know for me, I'm somebody who just likes to set it and forget it. So once it's, somebody else needs to take care of it once it's in there for me. That's probably why I have also almost burnt my house down while I was baking turkey burgers when I was 12 years old. But to get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, head on over to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. We're available for you on every major streaming platform service. All right, so the Flames are currently up for a draft lottery pick. Woohoo, you guys. They have a 2.2 chance of winning uh, the draft lottery. And you know what? All I have to say is that the Nashville Predators had a 2% chance of making the playoffs. (laughs) And now, do I think there's any correlation between the two? No. But I'm going to sit here and be positive because I have no other choice. (laughs) I do think that the Flames obviously need a higher draft pick. Um, I, again... Most of the draft class this year is kind of under-scouted because of the pandemic. Scouting wasn't normal this year. And naturally, life just likes to slap us in the face and rips the joy of college hockey and, you know, those junior hockey leagues away from us. And unfortunately, that's where a majority of these players played. So, you know, you're getting kids who haven't played in a while and don't have a full scouting report on them. And that's, that can be a good or a bad thing. What I just realized is that most of these kids were probably born in like 2002, 2003, which is disgusting because that only reinforces the idea that I'm old. I'm not old. I'm 25. But anyways, uh, the Flames, you know, they... As we have seen in these (laughs) breakdowns, the team is just something else. I have little expectations for them. I believe that they have around $13 million in cap space this offseason. So there's nobody that really needs to be re-signed right now. Um, You know, this isn't a big contract year for anyone. Obviously, you have Geo, who you could offer honestly, probably a league minimum too, and he would take it. Or you pull a Don Sweeney and say, we're going in the direction of our youth who are severely underprepared and just have no idea what's going on. So we're going to just hang you out to dry and expect you to sign with another team. And of course you have the expansion draft. So there's a lot to consider there as well. I think that there are plenty of opportunities for this team to get better. I do. And 
that doesn't mean going out and spending $11 million on a forward. Because, you know, we see what that does to teams, and unfortunately, it's not always the solution, and money doesn't always make you a better player. And I'm not going to sit here and rag on Mitch Marner, because I feel like the Toronto media is doing that enough, and I think that some places are taking it way too far, but that's just a whole other issue here. But, you know, you have players that make your team attractive. You have Jacob Markstrom. You have Johnny Gaudreau. You have Matthew Kachuk. You have that veteran presence there of Milan Lucic. Now, granted, does that change after this expansion draft? I don't know. You have Daryl Sutter, and there's a lot of things that makes Calgary attractive and probably brings people to consider signing in Calgary. Now, I'm not saying... Somebody would choose Calgary over, you know, Tampa Bay or Boston or, you know, Colorado or anything like that. I just think that there is an attractive element to Calgary. And unfortunately, I don't know how much longer that kind of attractive window will be open. And especially with potential moves being made and things like that. But... That's all I have for you today, and come back tomorrow for another, another 10-game breakdown and probably some results and gossip from the draft lottery. And if I have to, I will upload a very exciting podcast tonight talking about the Calgary Flames winning the draft lottery with their 2.2% chances. So, like I said, that's all I have for you today. (laughs) And I will absolutely see you all tomorrow, and I look forward to chatting with you. Bye-bye.